the more rigid you are and the less adaptable you are, the, um, the more resistance you have and the more you suffer. This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Karine Walsh, serial entrepreneur, growth strategist, executive leadership coach, and best-selling author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you align what you love with what you do in order to build that badass life and business you dream of. Welcome, everybody, to another episode on your Badass Journey podcast. Today's guest is Lori Bischoff. She is a personal performance coach, certified in life coaching over 12 years, and also specializes in holistic nutrition and strategic intervention. She is a personal trainer for your life. And I decided to have her on the show for two reasons. Number one, she had applied for winning, basically, to be on my show uh, through the Fitposium event that James Patrick, a dear friend of mine who's also been on the show, hosts every year. And I selected her because I wanted to be able to bring you key questions to ask yourself, uh, especially if you're sitting in some sort of struggle right now trying to navigate our time, life coaches are the best way to leverage your time in navigating what to do next that best serves you. So we talk about her journey. We share some of her methods on how she assists her clients. And I hope and know you will benefit from that today. So let's jump into today's episode and I will see you on the other side. Welcome, Lori. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you, Corrine. I have been looking forward to this actually ever since um, we connected after the symposium event. I know. It is so cool. So for those of you listening, Lori won. I selected her from... James Patrick's Fitposium event, she had applied to be selected across different podcasts and shows that James has an amazing network of people. And I wanted to bring you on because I'm all about transformation, or I would say moving through the things that no longer serve us. And my listeners are used to hearing those type of stories, but also wanted to share your uh, method and practice with them so that, you know, in case any of my listeners would like to either connect with you, work with you, follow you, get inspired that they can. So welcome to the show and so happy to be able to share your journey with them. So let's start there. How did you decide to become a performance coach, a certified life coach? Like what was going on that made you start to go down that track 12 years ago? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Actually, what put me on that path was about 14 years ago, I created an event with my sister. My kids were now grown and out of the house and I was itching now to do something. And I said to my sister, who was also a mother, I said, let's do a big event. 
like a big Tony Robbins style event specifically for mothers and have speakers and, you know, breakout sessions in the whole nine yards in order to help them, you know, create a more fulfilling, uh, happy, fulfilling, balanced life. Cause that's what, you know, usually is getting, um, your, your, your world is getting a little rocked when you're in motherhood typically, right. With the balance. Yeah. So, so I had never heard of life coaching at that time. Mm. And um, this was like 2007. And one of the um, speakers that we hired that my my sister knew happened to be a life coach. And so that event, we did the event. Um, it was a it was a big event. We had John Gray, um, the author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, was our keynote speaker. And what happened was the event itself was a failure (laughs) in the sense that we dropped the ball on the marketing aspect. Mm -hmm. So that was a big thing that we had to overcome because we had invested a lot of time and a lot of our personal finances in in this thing, you know, commitments to hotels and speakers and the whole nine yards. This was a two and a half day event. So it was a big deal, right? That's a big investment, yeah. It was massive. And so we did not, although the content and the concept was a success, the people that were there, we, we, we over-delivered, um, but it costs us, uh, yeah. it cost us a lot. Sure. So, so the thing about, there's, there's two points to this story. One is that it was a really tough lesson because what, one of the things that I learned was um, the, the delightful, charming, yet not so practical saying of if you build it, they will come is bullshit. Yeah, totally. (laughs) It is not true, people. Just because you built it, whatever it is, doesn't mean anybody's going to come if they don't know you exist, right? So there's that. But, um, But what it did do was it introduced me to the the career path of life coaching, which I had not known about before. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that what I just did was I literally created an entire two and a half day event that was all about life coaching, the whole thing. Yeah. So I was already doing it and I didn't even know it. Yeah. And so once I discovered it, I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's what I want to do. I mean, when I, was, uh, when I was getting out of high school, what I wanted to really do at that time was to become a metaphysical psychologist. Mm. It was only one problem. I detested school and I refused to go to college. So that pretty well took that. So anything in that field, psychology, therapy, counseling, all those things that I was drawn to from a young age, they all became something that was going to be out of reach for me because I refused to go to college. Sure. So I jumped into motherhood, which yeah. was some kind of college, right? And then oh, the best learning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A whole lot of everything. Yeah. But um, but anyway, so that's what got me on. So then I went and got my certification. I ended up getting a couple of different certifications from a different um, several different organizations. And um, and I started my practice in 2008. And yeah. here we are. It's been amazing. Yeah, that's so great. And and what has been like the most rewarding part of being the coach that you are? It's always, always when somebody that you're working with 
here's either something that they, here's it. It's, it's like, I'm sure you can picture this. If you can picture you're, you're looking at your client and you've just had an interaction and all of a sudden they pause and they're not saying anything, but you can see something just sunk in or a light came on, right? You can see it and there's a long pause and then they go, ah, you just, when that happens, you just know they just shifted. Yeah. And that is magic. It is. That's it is beautiful. I love that when that happens with my clients as well. And and it and it's in those rare moments that you realize, okay, this was like such a gift for both of us. You know, like I, I think coaching is is a consistent exchange. You know, it's like where it it's if it's one one directional, like if I me uh, and I'm advising, like that's my advisory role because you came to me because I have an expertise and I'm like showing you how or advising you on how it might work for you. A coach's stance is so critical because it's really we're not responsible for the outcome. We're responsible for assisting you in discovering how to step into what it is you truly want, and the outcome is all yours. And so to share those magical moments, yes, I agree. Like they're, they're so beautiful and it, and it's so rewarding to, to be in that coach's stance. It is watching somebody else just figure out something or have a, a new awareness and you can see the transformation in them. It's a, it's a wonderful gift and it, it really is. Um, like I said, it's just magical. There's just no more fulfilling feeling than knowing that maybe you were just part of somebody else's you know, journey in such a positive way. So as you were going through the coaching journey for yourself, you're, you generally, us as coaches, we're always developing ourselves and trying to figure out what's next for us or what we want to improve upon. Like I, I believe in continuous development. It just never stops, right? What are the things that you focus on the most when um, working with your clients or even if you know someone who's listening is kind of sitting right now in a bit of a struggle or unsure how to take a step forward towards what they want? Like, can you share with us some of your methods of how you practice? Well, you know, there's there's a lot of different approaches depending on the person. And so, you know, I really like to, especially in those first couple of sessions, I really listen a lot to what they're sharing because what usually happens, and I'm sure, Kareem, you've had this experience too, is the initial reason that they come to you, like, oh, um, you know, I can't figure out why I can't um, stay on a healthy diet. That's, that's a common thing. But then you find out after you listen to them for a while, why they can't stay on yeah. the diet, right? So usually the presenting problem is usually not really the problem. It's the, it's the result or the effect of something else. Yeah. And so listening for that is really key. And then depending on what it is, you know, determines the next approach. It's going to be different for everyone because everyone has got, right, a different circumstances totally. and in a different history and different goals. But, um, you know, there's, as you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of listening and quality questions that help them pull out, you know, what they, some, some aspect of them inside knows. However, that being said, 
there are times when you have to, um, when people are, they, they, they really don't know. They yeah. really, you know, sometimes just asking question after question after question, you have to realize you have to be, I guess, discerning as a coach to know that that's not what that person needs maybe in that moment. They need some guidance. Yeah. They may need some new ideas to ponder. So there's there's a place for that. There's a strong place for that too in coaching. Um, not telling people what to do, uh, you know, or 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 you know, any form of a of a mental prescription, so to speak, but offering up things to consider, offering up new perspectives and ways to look at things is necessary for some people that are really stuck in a certain type of mindset. Yeah, I think it's so important. Uh, first, listening is you know a top skill. And I, I feel like people are these days are feeling like they're not being heard. And, um, and it's, a, it's really great to be able to invest in a coach to work with so that not only are you being heard, but also finding methods and solutions on how to move forward towards what it is that you want. So I love that as a skill and, um, that I, I lean into also, Mm -hmm. and then, and then figuring out the, what's best for that client in that moment, you know? So based on what you heard, like I always say, I have like a, a tool belt on with all sorts of things that I can assist you with breaking through anything and making whatever you want happen. But if I'm not listening and figuring out what you, which one fits best for this moment for you to consider, you know, that, that is a gifting as well in the coach's stance, which is so great. Mm-hmm. As, you, as you've gone through um, building your business now and now having a solid coaching practice, and um, I know you've written a book and you have um, your own podcast and everything, what are you focused on now in, in your journey um, as an entrepreneur, business owner, et cetera, that you are you know, trying to accomplish and um, attract in? Mm-hmm. I have... Uh... Over the the last um, probably six months, I've started honing in even more specifically on the physical health aspect. Mm. Um, when I work with people, you know, it usually ends up being um, you know your emotional fitness, uh, your mental health, and um, and depending on the person, you know, your spiritual fitness. Um, and physical fitness is just another one of those key components that sort of rounds out all aspects, all the main aspects of your being. So I've also been um, adding that layer of expertise, I guess you could say, to my skill sets as a coach so that when I'm working with my clients, um, I've got these other bases all covered, but I want to make sure that I'm really skilled in that area too. So I have been learning a lot more in that area um, and getting some credentials in that area. It's something that's not new for me. It's natural for me because I've always been an active fit person my entire life. So um, I I know how that affects a person uh, a person's in uh, emotionality and uh, I think it's an important component especially now I mean yeah, it's critical it, it's so important people are um, they're not greedy enough about amassing good health and that's no. really important to me I that's a big that's a really big thing for me lately is I'm and maybe it's because of uh, the age I'm at and I so I've had, I've had many decades now of my own personal practice and a result 
which means now I'm knocking on the door of 60. And because of the lifestyle that I've yeah. lived for, you know, the past 40 years with eating and, you know, and, and fitness and mental health and growth and all of that good stuff, I know that a really good result can come of that even as you're getting, you know, a little past the midline, shall we say. And, um, and I just think that here we are at a time when we have, we're more advanced than we've ever been, humanity is, and yet people are sicker than they've ever been yeah. in many ways. So they may be living longer, but they're not necessarily living longer in a healthy manner. Yeah. So that's been my big soapbox thing lately is, please, you've got to get greedier about amassing really good health for yourself. Because we've got a country of where over 40% of the people in our in America have at least like two diseases. Yeah. That's right. It is. It is. It's a scary time for our health. I think, I think with getting through a pandemic year and being challenged, in so many ways, there's a lot of um, underlining trauma happening that the mental health you know, um, needs are spiking, but it also generally, when you're emotionally imbalanced, you start to make um, imbalanced health choices at the same time. And I think integrating that is super smart into your practice because it's needed. And if we don't have a holistic approach on our lives and how we stand in it every day, then we're also not being our best in what we do. And I've been talking a lot lately about, you know, self-care regimen because I was finding myself, I know better, but I, I'm not doing better. Like, what is wrong with me? Like, why? You know, and I was really getting to that point where all the past methods that I would use to feel healthy in my body and healthy in my choices weren't really healthy the way I was doing it. I was doing it from a place of um, tearing myself down mm. and to motivate me versus, no, this fuels me and I must do it. And I would say in the last um, two years, I definitely have a self-care regimen that um, I call fueling myself at first thing in my day so that I can serve all day long. Because as coaches and I'm an advisor in different companies, I have you know, strategy I work, I do with my clients. I have a whole consulting company. I have a lot that I manage throughout the day that if I don't fuel myself right first thing and like, and that is the mind, body, spirit, not just the food I eat, um, then I'm not able to perform well. So what are your self-care practices and how do you make sure you're fueling yourself daily so you can serve your clients all day long? Yeah, good question. Um, Because I am a very routine person. So whatever I know makes me tick at the highest level, I do it like religiously. Nice. Yeah. So I... um, And now I will say I've started doing something new. Well, I'll say new again, because I tried it a couple of years ago and then I kind of got away from it. And now literally just this past weekend, so about four days ago, five days ago, I started doing it again. So what I what I do is I when I, my morning routine, which I just started bumping up about an hour and a half. So I started getting up earlier. Mm-hmm. So now instead of like seven, I'm getting up about 5.30. Okay. That's new and I'm loving that. Yeah. So that gives me extra the extra time. So I have, because I always start my morning with 
a really amazing cup of organic coffee. Um, I have my own version of what I call fat coffee. Um, like it, it's like an, uh, an up-leveled bulletproof, if you will. Nice. So that's my start. And then my day always starts with reading and um and if I can get in a little meditating, sometimes it's briefer, but and sometimes it's longer. It's longer, it just depends. So I have my coffee. I have my quiet time. I don't look at emails. I don't look at that my phone. I don't. I don't um, engage with the outside world. It's all me and my, you know, and my spiritual practice. I'm reading something spiritual usually or um, personal growth related, and which I think is still spiritual, right? Yeah. So, Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, about, depending on the week again, a minimum of three, preferably five or six, I will do some form of exercise. And sometimes it's only 20 minutes, but it's the practice of consistency that's important, not how long you do it. Right. So sometimes if all I have time to do is, you know, 10 minutes of ab work, then I do that. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so the, that's my morning time right there. And then once I get that in, I, now I look at my phone and now I, you know, dive into my day. Um, and, but that, that is how I set it up. And that's what keeps me very excited and energized throughout the day. I love uh, that. Yeah. It's very similar to my routine as well, which is wild. I, um, I, I start by, when I go to sleep, I have my phone in airplane mode so that when I wake up, all I am seeing is the time and nothing else <laughs> because that's really critical. Um, and I am, I think I, I have to put an order in for the clock that I really need by my bed so that my phone's nowhere near me um, before I go to sleep and after because I think sleep is really important to feel refueled. And then I'm similar where at the beginning of my day, there's no interaction with anyone else. Um, my husband has his routine. I have my routine. And then we like, we, we say good morning to each other sometimes after our routines are done. Um, but it's, it's, it starts with the meditation, um, setting my intention. I also journal uh, in my quiet time to make sure that I am securing my intention for the day and feeling really, you know, fueled by like, what do I want to actually accomplish in, in this day? Like, what's the intention of my energy? I have to remind myself to stay in flow so I don't feel so rigid, <laughs> you know, things like that. Yeah. And then I do my workout very similar to yours um, in that it, it depends on the time I have, but also make sure that it's consistent, you know, and, right. and it has helped me so much during this time working from home and not traveling as much to have this consistent routine um, and not put the pressure on again, like, Oh, I have to work out for an hour and who has that hour, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and that sweat is important. And then I will have my vegan protein shake to refuel. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I don't have actually have a cup of coffee until after all of that is done. I feel like my coffee is my treat. It's oh, not, it's not what like wakes me up, but it's, it's kind of like the treat to, to then say, okay, now it's work. I feel like the coffee initiates the start of my day for others. Okay. <laughs> so, so that's like my, my order, but it is that, that discipline and consistency mm -hmm. um, is important. If you were to advise anyone or give anyone tips who, who don't have that discipline in place, do you have a method or a way that you help your clients kind of step into that personal care, that self-care, you know, routine? 
Yeah. You know, depending on what they're already doing here, like sometimes it's so simple, you know, people get so much into their routines that they're just not really, um, they're not really even aware of what they're doing. And so an example is um, somebody that I've been working with for um, a fairly new client, just been working maybe about um, six weeks together now. And um he was having trouble falling asleep. Well, he's on the East Coast, but he works with a company on the West Coast. So you've got the three-hour time difference, yep. right? So when he's trying to wind down, he's still got emails. They're closing so- out their day, yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So you know, one of the things that I invited him to do was once he knows that he can shut down and that even if there's emails coming in, they don't expect him to respond until the morning because they know he's on the East Coast, right? So I, I literally invited him to just put his phone on, do not disturb. And he like, it was like, it's something that hadn't even occurred to him. (laughs) Because yeah. he was getting this pinging and dinging yeah. coming all night. And then he mm. was like Pavlov's dog and he would look at it. Yeah. So now he's stressed. Now he's thinking about all the stuff piling up for morning or wondering if they should respond to it now. His sleep is totally jacked. And this was like a simple suggestion. So, you know, I threw that out there. Why don't you consider doing this? Um, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, he tells me the next time we meet, he and he's told me this several times now, life-changing. Yeah, life-changing. it is. That is awesome. Yes. <laughs> Just that one simple thing. Mm-hmm. But um, so, th- so that's an example of, you know, just even... The smallest shift to conserve right. your energy and yeah. where yeah. you focus. I love that. And, yeah, because as you know, sleep is so important. How you're sleeping is going to completely determine how you move through the next day. Yeah. Um, so sleep is a big one. But then I think, yeah, the morning routine is really important. And, and that was the other, um, you know, part B of that is, all right, you have the advantage now in the morning. So use your time. Here's what, um, you know, here's what you're, uh, what you're telling me you'd like to be able to do. So yeah. let's, Let's, Let's leverage that time. Oh. Right. Leverage it. So if you're going to have uh, your coffee, all right, how can we make that more beneficial for you? And what can we eliminate? Like, uh, you know, jumping on sooner than you have to. If you yeah. don't have to be jumping into work and you can take the time to write out how you want your day to go, then let's take the time to do that and set yourself up. So Another thing that um, I was working with somebody the other day who was in a big, um, a huge transition. And he's like, there's just so many things. I don't know what to do first. I don't know where to go. I, you know, he was spinning. And so another really simple thing, two lists, one list is your non-negotiable that absolutely has to be done today. The other list is the list that says what I'd like to do really simple because if you're kind of weaving around going, well, I have to do this. And then you go over here and I I want to do that. And then you're back over to, but I, you know what I mean? You're just, you can't be very productive. So um, simply, simply writing out two lists of the things that have to be done. And again, those are your non-negotiables, negotiables. They must be done. Yeah. And the other thing, you know, I mean, if you're a parent and you know you must pick your kid up at three o'clock, it's a non-negotiable. Right, right. <laughs> so other things have to work around that, right? And then, and then you have your uh, here's what I'd like to do, and if you get that in, it's a bonus, and if you don't, it moves on to the next day's list. 
<laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's great. You know, time management skills, I know something you also like to focus on. And these are great ways to identify mm-hmm. and clarify where you want to be spending your time. You know, one of the exercises I have is um, what I call a fulfillment factor exercise. Uh, Cause I have a lot of clients that come to me that are just in overwhelm. It's, you know, they're trying to do it all and don't necessarily assess their capacity for what they have the time to do against their desire and, mm-hmm. and learn how to prioritize, which is what the non-negotiable list does for you, but also rate it. So what, what I encourage my clients to do is to put the list of where are they spending all their time today and go and rate it on a scale of one to 10, what is the most fulfilling? Because if it's a 10 out of 10 fulfilling, then keep doing it. Great. Like keep it on, keep it in there. It must be working for you. But if it's a, you know, under seven, then now you have a space to actually assess why you're continuing to do it. Or can this be delegated? Or does this just need to stop? Because it's something that's not filling you up. And it's distracting you, which is why you're going into overwhelm because you can't focus on the things that you actually do need to get done, want to do, and actually fill you up, Um, which is another way to kind of maximize your time and also fuel yourself during the day because you're being more intentional about how you're spending it, which I think manages stress a lot easier as well. Yeah, that sounds like a really good exercise. Yeah, we have to just continuously assess like, How's it going? You know, I think in in a year like we've had, there's been a lot of. You have to be adaptable this year, and so if you're someone who could not adapt to all the changes happening, then you're probably sitting and feeling a little stuck, and you want some things to change, but you're not sure how to change it because this is all new, you know. And um, then there are those who actually have been been using this time, especially if they found time efficiency and they have taken care of themselves. Like I kept thinking, I need to take care of myself the best way possible. So when we are back out in the world at full capacity, again, traveling, that I'm at my healthiest to manage all of the things that I know are going to be coming my way, right? Yes. So we have a lot happening um, that our listeners are, are going through curious how you've been absorbing this time, but also assisting your client base in getting through it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, for us, my husband and I, we work from home and we have for a long time. And so there hasn't been really any, you know, new changes for us. Um, So, and, and I know um, we're very adaptable. We've moved around a lot. We've lived in different, you know, places. Um, My husband, especially for his job travels a lot. So we're just always really um, fluid, shall we say. And so for us, this has been actually quite easy. And um, there's been some wonderful bonuses because we've taken advantage of the opportunity that has presented itself with, you know, other things going away, you know, freedom to travel and just everything that's been involved with craziness of 2020. Yeah. Um, there, but opportunities have presented themselves if you look for them. So we've taken advantage of that and just, you know, I've been adding new things and learning new things. And, um, and that's been really actually quite fun for us. As far as my clients go, and you said it a minute ago, you really have to be adaptable. And the more rigid you are and the less adaptable you are, 
the, um, the more resistance you have and the more you suffer. So, you know, working with some clients through that, it, it's really been a lot about, about having them start to refocus and, you know, come back around to, yes, but what, what is good about this? What new opportunities can I, can I look for, cultivate, take advantage of? You know, what are the things now that I'm able to do that I couldn't do before? You know, if you were driving to work before and you spent, you know, 45 minutes each way in traffic every day, that's a lot of time sitting in your car that now you don't have to spend. So what can you do to grow during this time? You know, what, what can you do with your kids now that you couldn't do before? What new element can you add to your business? Or what, you know, can you sit and take the time to kind of call through and maybe let go of some things that you just didn't have time to think about that much before? So you really have an opportunity to reinvent your life right now. So directing each client's, you know, um, focus to their individual situation and, and then going through those questions is really helpful for them. Just, yeah. Yeah. It, just helping them to look, you, you know how it is. You kind of get just stuck in a perspective and yeah. sometimes you just need somebody else to help you kind of see things from 30,000 feet and have a different viewpoint. Um, and it's really helpful to just talk through that with somebody. No, and those are such great questions that I know my listeners will benefit from too, asking themselves. Because even though, you know, there is some, uh, you know, back into the world activities happening, we're still not out of what the impact of this year is to us as individuals and in our communities and to our families and the school systems. Like there is so much of a, in my opinion, a long haul ahead. And Mm -hmm. so the more we can um, step into self-mastery, like that's what I, I like to talk about. And I love that you help your clients do this as well then the easier it will be to adapt to what comes next, but also know yourself well enough and know that you're doing the best you can to take care of yourself during this time in order to handle it. So I think those were great questions. And this has been such a great conversation because I know my listeners will benefit from that as well. So if any of them want to connect with you, Lori, like how would you like them to connect with you? Sure. Probably the easiest way is simply to go to my website, which is lauriebischoff.com. And it's L-O-R-E-E. And Bischoff is B-I-S-C-H-O-F-F. Uh, go to lauriebischoff.com. And then there, people can find out what private coaching with me is all about. They can find my um, my book, Common Sense Happiness is there. It's on Amazon. I also have an ebook on there called The Food Print Plan, um, which is a blueprint for creating a healthy eating lifestyle on a budget, which is full of really great um, tools and templates and some coaching exercises that I use with my- Love that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that's an instant download. Once you buy it, um, you have it right there so you can dive right in. Um, You can uh, check out uh, We're Talking Shift, my podcast. I have amazing guests on and we share a lot of great information um, to help people get unstuck and up-level every aspect of their lives. And that is on um, iTunes, of course, and also on YouTube. 
and several other podcasts. I mean, it's like on just about all of the main Spotify. Yeah, on the platforms. Yeah, I love that, Lori. No, this is so great. I know you have so much to share with anyone who's looking to step into transformation or just really optimize who they are. And it's really great to to witness your gifting. So thank you so much for being on the show. And and one of the ways I love to thank my guests is to ask them, give them an opportunity. Because I know as a coach, it's very rare that we are actually in a space of reciprocity. <laughs> so yeah. I, my question to you is, is there anything going on in life or business that you would like to dialogue on or I could support you in this moment? Here's one of my struggles if you not a big struggle but a little bit of yeah. a struggle so so Kareen when you are in the thick of it with a client and it is coming up to like the end time and and it's like a deep moment so there's always the you know part of you that's like okay I, I don't want to cut them off. They're in the middle of, you know, this where we're really in into the meat of something right now. But you know that there's going to be like another client waiting in about five minutes. So how do you kind of gracefully navigate? Yeah. 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 So time management while running a session is so critical um, in that uh, even when there's I'm very, I'm very much like to stay in flow. So my method is to stay in flow. Like if there is a deep moment happening and I need to, and I also love closure, like, or like to make sure my clients feel like they have, you know, fully executed on what they needed in our time together. So there's two things that I do that you could look at. I try my best not to have back-to-back meetings. Like on the hour, my one session ends and my next session begins because I like to leave that buffer just in case. Like yeah. I like to close out my thoughts. So I sometimes I'm the one that now has to like speak and put closure on the session together. So I'll always give myself at least like a 15-minute buffer in between my sessions just in case so that I'm not stressing because that's important to me to stay present in the moment. Yeah. The second thing is that I always have an eye on the clock. Like you're watching me now. Like I'll look down to the left because I keep my clock on the bottom left corner of my screen where I'm like, okay, like this is even managing a podcast like this. Like I have to manage the flow and the recording, et cetera. So if I, if I am looking at it and the, my client is still kind of sharing, I'm always listening, obviously, but I will, as I'm watching the clock, think about what is the question I need to ask to help them move into an action that comes from the conversation. So those are the two methods that I use to um, make sure that we're keeping in flow in the time we have. And then if I feel like it's something that must require more time together, I will, I will say we are so deep in what you're talking about. And I don't think we've gotten to the, to the, the real clarity on what we need to focus on. So either let's schedule an immediate next session, just like in that call, say, let's get back on the phone. I have another client, you know, mm-hmm. but I want to make sure I give you the right time and space to navigate this. And either book an additional session really quickly if it's not already in our sequence and make sure that that my client feels supported Mm -hmm. um, through whatever they're going through. Does that help at all? Like, is that any of that something you would try or have you tried? Yes. And yes. And yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. No, and that that's um I do those things as well. And I and I never book anybody back to back, which which is good for the reasons you stated. Yeah. Uh, because I do too. Once I'm done with a session, I do like to sit and collect my thoughts, yeah. and make sure I've made the notes that I want to make mm-hmm. um and just be with it for a minute and have time to you know, to kind of adjust my, my, my brain. Yeah. Your and, energy for the next client. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. But, um, but then sometimes if there's a lot of time between, if there, if it's a day where there's a big spread between a couple of clients, what is easy for me to do is to just let it keep going. Yeah. 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 And I don't mind that, but I, but I am mindful yeah. of, of how um, I have to be careful of doing that too much and letting it get away from me. Well, I think Um, it's really important to make sure that you're still noting the time and that they've gone over. Yeah. um, Just as a business owner, because your time also is your money. (laughs) So so, and your clients need to realize that. Like this is a gifted time or Mm -hmm. you are running the clock and you will charge them for extra. It depends on how you run your practice. Mm -hmm. I personally... Am someone? Yes, I'll gift up to up up to a certain amount because it's poignant for our time together. But I right. do think it's important at that hour or when that session is meant to end to call it out to just say, "Hey, we're about to go over time. Do mm-hmm. if you want to? Like, I'm happy to continue. I actually have until X time, and then I tell them when I still need to end our time together, so that mm-hmm. it feels like there's um, an understanding of the boundaries." of our time together. Because what you don't want to do also is create the habit with certain clients that you'll just allow them to go over time and keep going and blah, and, and you're not as um, consistent as you could right. be in your practice. Yeah, yeah that's a good point um, is to... Uh, I'm going to take a note on that for sure okay. to say, okay, you know what? Um, we are, we're at our time. I've got a few more minutes, you know, however, um, however it needs to be spoken, but just letting yeah. them... Uh, where we're at. That's a really good point. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, sure. It keeps the boundaries together. It's all good. When I appreciate you being on my show. So thank you so much for joining yeah. me today. And I know my listeners will get benefit from our time together. And listeners, as you know, we love hearing from you. So if there's any questions you have, takeaways, aha moments from listening to today's conversation, do not hesitate to snap a picture, post it, tag us in it, and let us know because we love that support from all of you. Wasn't that such a great episode? I know you got amazing takeaways from that. What I would love for you to do for me, if you can help me extend my reach, is go ahead and subscribe to the show so you get the latest notification and listen before anyone else. Also, if you could go ahead and post your review, your five-star review will help me get other people interested in this conversation and extend my reach of impact. Most of all, I would love for you to share this with your community. It means so much to me to have you as a listener and I would love to connect with you. So if you have any questions you would like me to answer on this show, go ahead and email hello at kareenwalsh.com and my team will make sure that I get your questions so we can get them answered on the show for you. Thank you so much for listening today and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.